0: Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's me, your old pal. Don't, don't worry now, don't be afraid. It's good to be here, though it is also very weird to be here. I have been more like America's
1: dad than ever before. Hello, and welcome to Hanksy Panksy, a podcast where two dumb idiot best friends fill themselves, mind, body, and soul with the imposing figure of work-from-home hot dog hawker Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm Sam Siegel, and I'm one of those dumb idiots.
0: And I am Luke Patrick, I'm the other dumb idiot.
1: And this week we're on our sixth episode, uh, where we watched uh, 1986's Nothing in Common.
0: Yeah. Uh, Is that accurate? The sixth episode? I think. Oh, God. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We've come... Why does it feel like the 60th?
0: Yeah. It feels like we've been doing this for a decade, and yet also we haven't gotten to any of the good ones.
1: I know. It's uh, it's a little distressing, Um, which which brings me to my first question. Luke, in this past week, did you miss Tom?
0: So I was thinking about this before we jumped on the call, and I will say, I missed talking to you about Tom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoy this experience, and every time I watch one of these movies, because I watch them a day before you do, usually... I have this immediate impulse to just do this and tell you everything about this movie that I was thinking.
1: I'm so glad to hear that because I am 100% the same way. The hours that pass from when I finish my watch starting at 630 in the morning until we record a few hours later, I am giddy.
0: (laughs) Right. We just got all this info. I just got to get this info to you.
1: Yeah. And and I don't know if you've had this experience, but but my wife will ask, "How was the movie?" And I'll always say, "I can't tell you a thing. <laughs> I gotta I gotta save all this up for Luke."
0: Yeah, I give man. I think we have different systems because one, Kenna is much more engaged with what you've got going on in terms of Hanksy Panksy, <laughs> whereas my wife is not super uh, <laughs> communicative about. About it, <laughs> prefers to stay at an arm's length, but I do give her kind of my quick Roger Ebert uh, review okay. at the end. That's the most we do, or if I need to immediately process something, like say bachelor party, then she she will Ooh, get yeah. a, a broader dump.
1: There you go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah did
0: you did you miss Tom this week?
1: Uh, so so here's what I say. I've I'll, I've gotten into sort of a similar situation with you where i look forward to talking with you about it yes but i've also gotten used to just the presence of tom as a he's a regular aspect of my life
0: yeah he's a fixture now he's like the furniture he is
1: he it's it's like uh it's like i'm getting to know a coworker. worker
0: mm. oh you know what that's exactly what it's like
1: yeah you finding out sort of some of his quirks, what what he did before he started working <laughs> with us. It's it's all sort of part of it, and uh, and like I had maybe a less than optimal week, mm. and so it was it was like sinking into a comfortable chair.
0: Mm, yeah, just dig in, soak it up.
1: How, however, uh, just as far as the project in general, I do have some questions for you.
0: Okay, I'm prepared.
1: So. You know, currently we're watching this as a distance due to a, a vacuum of uh, national leadership and uh, and also just a failure of state leadership.
0: And and also the f- the physical distance between Colorado and Arkansas as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. Though you know, uh, with competent leadership, you'd be able to come out here. That's true. Um, but um, do you do you think this would be more palatable if we could watch these movies together?
0: that's a great question because i feel like the way it is right now it's like we both independently go into the lab like darwin and that other dude who also (laughs) (laughs) sort of came up with a theory of evolution at the same time rupert thank you that was i'm impressed 10 points um yeah we both independently go into the lab and then return with our notes uh and then compare them and advance the research i i it would be a totally different experience to sort of do this this experiment together and to discover these nuggets as we go together i think i'd be really into it if i'm honest with you
1: oh yeah i i think it would be good though i'll be honest with you i think i would be viscerally uncomfortable talking to you about this movie face to face Mm. because when i when i start talking about what i think about what tom does secretly (laughs) <laughs> I don't know that you would like what happens to me
0: Hey, I've been with you through through thick and thin before I will say that the conspiracy corner <laughs> is a stretch Depending on how animated and or angry you are <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd still be there for you
1: Well, I appreciate that, Luke Yeah And then my my other question for you And, and this is because, you know, clearly we've, we've shown that we've got these sort of lofty goals Do you think this podcast will prevent us from uh, running for office? Yes Yeah Yes This is
0: <laughs> And potentially keeping us out of uh, non-public office as well <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, uh, you know we were thinking about promoting Luke to CTO But we did hear that podcast And I don't know about this guy
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to swap to doing uh, software engineering work For explicitly anonymous only Less than credible <laughs> organizations because of this podcast. Who's he? The podcast guy? Fuck no. Well, this is relevant to you working in in public health as you do. Are you afraid that this will hamper your ability to to render advice to the public, read their own health?
1: Oh, I think it'll ruin my career. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's worth it to reveal Tom's uh, true nature. Yeah. to the American people.
0: Sure. I mean, is it ruining your health at all? Do you do you feel worse? How was, yeah, well, let me ask this. How was your watch this week?
1: To your question on um, my health, you did hear Conspiracy Corner last week, right? <laughs> you were there for that. I think those are not the the sounds of a healthy person. Yeah. Um, but as far as my watch, so pretty average watch, though, I'll say I went into it in a weird headspace because late last night apropos of nothing my wife did send me a video mm. of a pony play i guess uh, which i did subsequently send to you
0: yeah and then we both independently watched all of it only to discover later oh, that your wife had watched about 10 seconds of it
1: yeah she just saw the costumes and went oh sam and luke should see this <laughs> so yeah that's kind of what i saw right before i went to sleep last night nice Uh, So woke up in just a weird spot. And look, I'm not here to judge anyone's journey, but that was some (laughs) weird-ass shit that I saw.
0: (laughs) Well, the suggestion was that from your wife that it would be a nice podcast retreat. And then you and I had an in-depth discussion about who would be the pony and who would be the person driving said pony. And I did lay on that grenade for you. And I don't think you fully appreciated (laughs) that I would be the pony in this.
1: Oh, Luke, I... I fully appreciate the love and dedication required for you to be my pony. Yeah, my your little um, pony. <laughs> so, so that was uh, kind of how I went into this watch, but ended up evening out. I did have to to pause it a moment because the cats were running around upstairs, and I did hear a, a pretty tremendous crash. And so I did have to run mm. up here to make sure the cats hadn't crushed themselves. Yeah, yeah, they hadn't. But otherwise, it was a pretty pretty fine watch how was yours
0: i am way more relaxed this week than i was last week so i'm bringing some nice chill vibes positive vibes only to this i had a great week i'm in between gigs i've got a whole week off the hawaiian shirt is on the kenny chesney's in the background i'm i'm living (laughs) life my dude so this just you know what slipped right in felt real good it was a great a great little uh uh project to sort of hit because again i'm really uh, i'm enjoying talking to you about these movies i have you know i'm just starting to get the flavor of enjoying these movies and i think i think we should oh, yeah? talk about this flick because i feel like this is the turning point for
1: okay for the
0: good things to come do you mind if i just kind of give yes. you some some info about that well first actually do you do you have a plot for me
1: sure so this is what i wrote down from the microsoft stores Uh, description for
0: 1986's nothing in common is the name of the movie again
1: a two hour long movie our longest yet gary marshall directs this hilarious comedy about a perpetual adolescent tom hanks who's forced to deal with his aging unloving father jackie gleason when his mother leaves him flat be sure to catch an excellent performance by hanks as well as jackie gleason's final film appearance three dollars and ninety nine cents <laughs> that's a uh, bargain for the hd version
0: oh okay that's a bargain right there jackie gleason's last film a great performance 3.99 folks
1: <laughs> 3.99 get you jackie there you go D- did you want to add anything to that plot
0: um we could flesh it out a little bit more in that tom hanks is a an advertising executive so think like mad men this is chicago in the mm-hmm. mid-1980s there are essentially two ladies in this film and you're left to wonder if he will, will they, won't they? That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. Between these two ladies, one is a type A high power executive uh, who gets right to the point, and the other is a childhood friend who's a little bit more chill, a lot more sweaters versus sort of high-end nylon airbags as outfits.
1: Yes. What a a sweater-heavy film this is. Yeah.
0: A lot of sweaters. It's sweater weather in this movie for yeah. sure but they they have sort of a, a running romance throughout the film these two ladies and tom uh, and he's dealing with his aging father jackie gleason uh, so the the major question of this movie is whether or not he will patch up his relationship with his dad who's acerbic former salesman total runaround type uh, whether he will patch up his relationship with his mom who's left him um, or patch up his relationship with tom as a son as well but there's also this romance plot of who kind of Tom will, will go with.
1: Yeah, so I kind of wanted to talk to you about that because I didn't necessarily get a will-they-or-won't-they vibe from his relationship with these two, two ladies. Mm. I need you to get on the couch oh.
0: and talk to me more about that.
1: Okay, well, let me... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a comfy Yeah, spot. get comfy. It really just felt like he was sort of attracted to his high school flame, Donna, mm. and then he met cheryl ann wayne yeah
0: who's the same Um, the same actress that played house's old partner uh, in the show house if you're if anybody's familiar with that
1: i am not so so thank you (laughs) um and so he he meets cheryl and then he kind of falls for her and then he sees donna one more time they get into a fight because she's partnered up with someone else and then that to me felt like kind of the end of donna and then it was cheryl for a while and then donna just kind of crops back up yeah it just didn't seem like the sort of traditional will they or won't they
0: yeah i can concede you that i will admit that i had a a bit of a soft spot for donna as a character i liked her way more
1: oh donna was wonderful
0: yeah so i was very invested in the fact that Tom would eventually end up with her also hey just a really quick note this movie brought to you by jeep because they spend a lot of time riding around in his jeep jeep laredo can we have our money oh. now please
1: I think, uh, I think you should say Jeep and Shenanigans. Oh, uh, where all advertisers do their work, apparently. <laughs> well, no,
0: the bar is that a real place?
1: Yeah, I think.
0: Oh, I didn't know this. I believe you.
1: Do you Do you mind if I search it? No, nah,
0: man, Google it up, and I'll, I'll talk about uh, the the romance here a little bit more. Because, uh, yeah, I uh, I was way more Holy invested. Holy shit,
1: there's still some Shenanigans around. <laughs> this movie brought to you by Jeep.
0: And a surprise guest oh, partner, Shenanigans. Me?
1: There's there's one in Fort Smith, Arkansas.
0: Damn, you can go to Shenanigans today if you wanted to, Sam.
1: I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a real place, turns out. That's
0: a good catch. I just assumed it was sort of a cheers, like this is the name of the pub we're going to go to. Oh, no. All right. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah.
1: Shenanigans uh, is a real place that I almost certainly did pay to be in this movie.
0: Nice. Hey, you got to make ends meet. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I wonder how it hits you. I did enjoy the end resolution where he does get with Donna, but also I think this movie, ooh, just suck it up a little bit. It's, uh, you know, how's that flavor? It's, It seems like we're getting uh, we're getting some meatier dra- dramatic parts out of Tom.
1: Uh, easily his best performance we've seen yet. Oh, yeah. And I would say maybe the best movie we've seen yet. Oh, yeah. Though, I think it's a weird one.
0: Yeah, well here's my here's my thought, because it is genuinely, I think, the best movie we've seen so far. That or our brains are just broken, and the fact that it isn't a shitty comedy starring a young, young, <laughs> young Tom Hanks. We're we're just yes. eating it up like catnip. But it's like split between trying to be a wise guy comedy for the first hour, which is mostly what we've seen from Bachelor Party mm-hmm. and Man with One Red Shoe, and then the rest of it is a genuinely good, pretty heart-wrenching study about a dude dealing with his lonely and aging parents
1: so i'm almost distressed because i had the exact same thought this is two hour long movies that have been just very <laughs> lightly stitched together yeah yeah the, the first half is straight comedy yeah and and it's not a good one i would say yeah. it's not a great comedy by any means and then the back half is a real fucking bummer yeah i would say
0: it's not easy watching.
1: No, and, and I mean bummer in like a good way, like it's affecting. Yeah. I was I wanted to hug my dad after I finished <laughs> this movie.
0: Yeah, there's a degree of reconciliation between Jackie Gleason and his son, Tom, and it's there's there's a journey to get there and then his parents don't get back together uh spoilers for 1986 is nothing in common <laughs> <laughs> it's it's rough stuff 35 years of marriage down the toilet and, and you know yeah an aging and semi-dying man learning to deal with himself
1: and uh and like i think jackie gleason does a great job of performing as this like very difficult to like person yeah
0: which is crazy because it's jackie gleason
1: right i'll be honest i fucking hated him in his character mm, yeah uh in in a way that the movie clearly wanted you to do yeah uh it, yeah
0: it's good sam is this one good <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just good i or as as you said before we've lost our fucking minds yeah
0: there were some bad parts of this movie especially as we transition between these two pieces can you do you have a, a specific scene that you you want to really rag on here
1: so there's i'll i'll say there's an aspect and a scene so the aspect that i really hated about the movie was just how absolutely touchy tom hanks is
0: mm, touchy um, emotionally or touchy like uh joe biden touchy
1: uh, joe biden touchy. okay he touches his employees and cheryl before he really like gets with her yeah in such an uncomfortable way
0: he is touchy eh?
1: It's it's wretched, and honestly, all I could think about was Joe Biden because it is the exact same kind of touching.
0: They they've both got fingers and hands, and they're going places.
1: Yeah. Now, I do feel like I should mention: do vote for Joe Biden in November. <laughs> I don't look; he should not be touching women the way that he does. But he is infinitely better than the actual fascist who's our president. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Yes. Yeah, so so that's kind of the aspect of the movie that I didn't enjoy. But um, the scene that I. I hated and and again I, I think it's the scene that I'm supposed to hate is uh, Tom and and Jackie Gleason. Uh, Tom Tom's character name I should also say is David Basner. Yeah. Let's see. So he goes to his dad and he's like kind of trying to to kind of patch things up with his dad. And he's like, hey, let's 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 go out. Let's let's go do something. Let's get out of the house and and do something fun and and so his dad kind of finally says okay and so they go to like a jazz bar yeah and it's it's like super late at night i think he says it's like three in the morning i think it's
0: four a.m and i am ashamed that i remember that exactly
1: okay and it's this this band is playing and jackie gleason is drinking and smoking a huge cigar and just kind of dancing by himself and the the image of an of a, just a hateful, lonely figure of this old man out of touch with everyone and everything around him, dancing alone in a near-empty room in front of a uh, an all-white jazz band <laughs> filled me with so much anger. Um, and then he finally, like, sits down, and Tom Hanks is collecting Jackie Gleason's shoes, which I guess he kicked off to dance, and then he's going to put them on his dad's foot, and you see this horrible foot <laughs> it's it's like purple and cut and peeling and all things skin should not be
0: doing yeah the foot effects there was a lot of love put into those foot effects
1: it was uh to put it in perspective it was more disgusting than the string of spit from volunteers <laughs> and the tail from splash combined
0: nice man this is this really got you also i want to bring up really quickly that I, from knowing you you, I know, in college had a jazz class. So just to confirm, was it the jazz itself that sort of fucked you off here, or was it just the whole scene? Do you are you are you confident that it wasn't the music and your connoisseurship oh, no, of the, jazz? It didn't gel well.
1: Jazz, it's well in the village. A public service, and,
0: Sam. He's extremely yes, clear about that. I am
1: so sorry. He wears a public service and he meets Rita Wilson there in his dinner jacket, not tuxedo. Don't get it wrong. Yeah, and he offers her. A bunch of alcohol. He has uh, uh, Jim Beam, uh, Jack Daniels, and a third one I don't care to remember. Rita Wilson's uh, Beth Wexler kind of turns her her nose up at it, and she's like, "Oh, so we, I haven't brushed my teeth in months?" I think she says. Yeah. Uh, but you have. Uh, what was your least favorite scene in the movie?
0: Sam, I'll tell you, but we're gonna have to go back to a part of this movie that's not pleasant and made me audibly shout, "No!" Okay. Enough that my cat next to me did wake up and almost bite me. So <laughs> there's a scene pretty early in this movie. We're still in the wise guy comedy half where he and the woman that played House's uh, partner, whose name I don't remember. Do you have that one for me?
1: Uh, the the character is Cheryl Ann Wayne, played by Celia Ward.
0: Celia Ward, that's her name. I'm gonna call her that. Um, yeah, so Celia and Tom go to. Her dad's ranch, because she is the uh, marketing director at the company that her dad runs. They're trying to get this account. It's a big airline. So Tom's up at their farm, and they go to a, a stud session, a, yes. a studding, I believe it's called. I could be wrong, where they are watching horses <laughs> about to bone. And there's this series of just bizarre close-ups of the horse's <laughs> eyes, of Tom's eyes, of Sila's eyes. Culminating with them being pretty turned on by this entire thing and then going away to sort of dry hump in the grass. It's it's insane. I don't know who made this or if someone on the on the crew is just actually turned on by watching two horses uh fuck for money, because these things are expensive. It's like ten thousand oh, dollars a yeah. pop, if not way, way more
1: hey, you pay a premium for horse cum. Yeah,
0: maybe that's the theory. Maybe it's not the horses. Maybe it's just the amount of money, the $100,000 that's being spent to uh, to stud uh, is what's got them going.
1: So I'm, I'm curious, why did you hate it so much?
0: Oh, it's just so rough. It's so rough, Sam. I mean, the one, the cuts are bad. The editing in this half of the movie is insane.
1: Oh my God, it's wretched. Yeah,
0: we literally cut from in the span of about three seconds, we cut multiple times between both horses, Selah and Tom back to the horses and so forth. And it's, they're trying to imply that some energy is being culminated here, mm-hmm. but the, the connect for me and, uh, you know, my own emotional boners, they didn't, it didn't happen. It, it was so out of context.
1: I would put it on par with the editing in Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm, yeah. Uh, during the, the outdoor, dinner scene that has something like 600 cuts in like 35 seconds or something like that yeah
0: i'll put it to you in a different perspective too let's say i mean let's try this same technique at literally any other event let's say they're at a ball game where tom hanks uh is narrating the hot dog sales uh as Mm -hmm. he's doing in 2020 at the oakland athletics yeah, and we just do this. They're watching a game. We're cutting. We're going to cut to the first basement. Then we're going to cut back to Tom, back to Sila, back to first basement. What's the catcher got going on? And then they go off and fucking a stall in the restroom. Like, it makes no sense.
1: So, I got to tell you, this is precisely why it was my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's dig into that. So, you were you were into this, huh?
1: Uh, so... To be clear, I am not into horse fucking. Yeah. Um. I just got to put that out there. Nothing wrong with people who are. Uh. That's that's their whole scene, and that's fine. We
0: firmly established in earlier in this episode that we're we're not against horse play, but it is not our. No, bad.
1: not at all. Uh. Just yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. I don't know. It it cracked me up because again, the editing is truly wretched, and it's this weird like, Tom will make eyes at Sela Horse will make eyes at other horse. Uh, and then and then it's like it's it's very parallel yeah in it's like horse wants to fuck the horse. Tom wants to fuck Sela horse, horse, Tom, seela horse, <laughs> horse, Tom, Sela. And it's like I don't know. it's just like watching two different species like rear up to fuck. yeah. Uh, and then Tom and Sela like sneak away to go pound down in a on a meadow. yeah. and then there's the guy who I guess works in the stable. Who looks left, looks right, sees no one, shrugs and keeps watching horses fuck.
0: A shot that took about 10 seconds for that entire... It was a lengthy shot. Yeah.
1: But I will... I'll come up with another favorite scene in the movie. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we'll, we'll... Just so we don't have one that's so contentious.
0: We'll mulligan that one. Although I will say really quickly, if they were to dub it with David Attenborough... That would be perfect. (laughs) I like your skew on this of Tom sees the horses and now is thinking about Seagla. He must mate soon. (laughs) Fuck. Sorry that David. I need this in my life. David's a little bit Northern there. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I need this in my life, Luke. Um, So there's, there's another moment that that I do actually really like, and it's later on in the movie. uh, It's showing Tom, like hanging out with Sila and they're like working and like dating and working and fucking mm. and working and then they have this like restaurant meeting and it's all like montage. yeah
0: it's it's the second or first of pretty uh, yeah there's a couple montages in this movie which is yeah. a capital sin in most movie making situations.
1: Yeah it's not great And so so they're at this this restaurant and they're eating lunch. And then Donna, uh, Tom's old flame, comes by on a bicycle with her himbo boyfriend. Yes, dude. And and they ride along, and then they stop, and like Tom is like, "Hey, come come over here," and Donna like very much doesn't want to, (laughs) and he just keeps doing it, and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so she and her himbo boyfriend come over, and again, all montage. There is no actual dialogue, but you see this painfully uncomfortable scene as like tom introduces donna to sila and then the himbo just kind of stands there and then tom tries to brush a sweaty hair back over uh, donna's ear in front of sila and then they all just sort of like uncomfortably smile at one another and and that was the whole scene and it was not necessary and i adored it
0: yeah hey dude Yes, 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 because my favorite scene in this movie is exactly the last 20 seconds of this scene, <laughs> um, which is that Donna's leaving. She's all sweaty. Robert, I think her boyfriend's name is, he's off in the distance. They telegraph this look back so hard, so much so that I, as she's leaving, Tom's staring at her. You can tell she's about to turn. When she actually did turn and give us the look back, I stood up clapped and shouted like I was watching a football game and went, yes, give me the look back.
1: God, it is so, so good. So it was like a, a personal victory for you because oh, you you were very much Team Donna.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was just the way to to end, the perfect way to end a terrible montage, which is just a lazy filmmaking technique, and then to end it with another <laughs> classic lazy filmmaking technique, the look back, and to do it over the span of like 30 seconds, it was just oh so good
1: oh yeah uh just just a real chef's kiss moment oh
0: yeah it was it was amazing so i'm glad that we we ended up kind of sinking there on our on our favorite parts
1: yes yeah i i gotta tell you i i find i'm actually kind of short on cash right now oh
0: okay well can we do something about that
1: yeah can we go to the hanks bank yeah
0: let's go to the hanks bank
1: okay thank you Luke, uh I'm going to need you to buy some red yarn and pin it to newspaper clippings. It's time to come with me to The Conspiracy Corner. Oh yeah.
0: Man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting all week for this. I'm so excited.
1: So so Luke, I've I've um I've got a, a little bit of a different one for you today. Okay. Um cuz cuz we all know, you know, uh Tom, Richard, Drew, uh Rick, uh David, uh fuck. Let me let me get all the names for you just so we can all keep track of it. Uh, yeah, Tom, Allen, Rick, Richard, Lawrence, Walter, and David. You know We all know they're the same person. We've established that yeah. time and time again. And we all also know that they're a, a Mossad agent. Yeah. And, and this is around the time that Mossad has realized that that guy um, who, who is spying for them in the United States is, is maybe about to be compromised. And so Tom is having to lay low in this one. But uh, just a couple things kind of stood out to me in this. Uh, First of all, it is clear that Tom Hanks now has noticed that we're on to him about the scaly thing. So the movie does start with him fucking a human woman. Yeah,
0: several, in fact. We do see pretty close to Congress. Yeah, with multiple ladies.
1: Which I firmly believe is Tom Hanks now recutting scenes of him (laughs) fucking human women (laughs) into this old movie where he did not fuck any women.
0: In between cutting uh, narration for Oakland Athletics games, huh?
1: Yes. Yes. Hot dog! <laughs> um, anyway, the other thing that stood out to me is almost exactly one hour into the movie, Jackie Gleason goes to Tom's office in his ad agency and uh, insists that they, that they speak outside of his office and uh, just away from the building. And as they step outside, there's a chalkboard outside of Tom's office. And on it are um, five figures drawn in a perfect line vertically. And it is as follows... The male symbol, the female symbol, an asterisk, a cross, and the infinity sign. Yeah. Luke, what does this mean?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we can we can break it down. So obviously there's the genders attributed to these symbols, but we could also read it as the Mercury and Venus symbol. Oh. Yeah. You, okay. You did send this to me a little while ago, so I've had some time to kind of think about it. It's got a real Lost Hatch Numbers vibe to it, doesn't it?
1: It's borderline zodiac
0: yeah a little bit of a zodiac killer yeah well what are you thinking first
1: so i hadn't considered the the mercury and venus angle mm. so i was thinking that it was making quite the contentious statement that joseph and mary <laughs> had sexual congress and conceived the christ child who will live for infinity
0: Man, I, you nailed it <laughs> I in think, one. I think that's exactly... Do you think this is a direct call out to... Uh, maybe a time traveler has gone back and put this on here to make a direct reference to the Da Vinci Code?
1: You know, it's an, it does support my theory that Tom Hanks is jumping back into these movies to change them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, well, I wonder what that connection means. Now we have to go... Well, we've got s- several... To, to many yeah. weeks before we get to the Da Vinci Code, but I'm...
1: Yeah, we'll put a pin in this one for sure.
0: Yeah, I think you nailed it. Honestly, I, I got nothing else to add to that other than perhaps a... Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I got nothing. I got nothing. I think that's it.
1: All right. Well, uh, let me make a note on my little chart that I keep that this is definitely a reference to the Christ child. Yeah,
0: and the sexual congress that was denied by the Catholic Church.
1: And uh, in the Da Vinci Code.
0: Yeah which now i'm even more eager to see because one i haven't seen it and now two we have an additional layer of symbolism to dig into in a a movie that's already just you know the ulysses of films so chock full of symbolism
1: oh oh we've got a lot to unpack with that one and i'm sure uh we here in the conspiracy corner are gonna have a whale of a
0: time oh yeah well this was a good spot i will say this was up for about what two seconds
1: uh yeah i did have to pause the movie and rewind it <laughs> um, you got
0: those eagle eyes just tuned for conspiracy
1: oh yeah you know i'm i'm seeing beyond the mortal plane now yeah i'm seeing you know the matrix numbers i'm seeing <laughs> uh, the threads connecting people to other people and world governments and different events all over the world i'm seeing it all luke my eyes are open
0: yeah yeah, I'm, I'm really struggling to find another interpretation. The only thing I can really get is that maybe this is a uh, God of War reference and that we've got some Greek entities, uh, the star sign as a symbol of conflict with the uh, burgeoning Christian majority in Rome. Uh, mm.
1: Oh, so you think this is sort of teasing the next God of War game?
0: Yeah, I think this is a direct call out for God of War 2 or God of War 5, depending on which version of the canon you you subscribe mm-hmm. to.
1: In, in watching Kratos fight the Christ child <laughs> or infinity? That
0: or the Pope, I believe, are the two <laughs> interpretations of what I'm putting out here.
1: Either one, it'll be an award-winning game, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: heavy on story.
1: Yes, and quite honestly, Luke, that's all I've got for you in mm-hmm. the conspiracy corner today.
0: Yeah, there is a lot of drama here. There's a lot of other meat to sort of dig into, and I think they, they kept it low on this one.
1: They absolutely did yeah um so so we can we can walk away from the conspiracy corner now okay. if, if you'd like
0: just a quick pit stop i'm into it well if you yeah. uh if you want to come with me into a new bit then
1: Ooh. okay i'd
0: like to pitch the idea of this to you and uh i'm calling it hanks co industries mm, where all right i'd like to just uh here's the rules i'd like to break off three examples of mm-hmm. tom hanks or hanks family branded products okay two of which are complete falsehoods utter fabrications and one of which is a legit hanks branded product
1: okay i am very into this yeah
0: so uh if if that's all right with you i'm gonna go ahead and break off uh these these three these three blurbs for you so the first one that i have for you uh at hanks co industries is hanks writer developed by indie publisher hit sense provides a realistic simulation of a typewriter from the comfort of your ipad or iphone (laughs) including genuine typewriter sounds in action with multiple tom hanks designed custom typewriters
1: <laughs> i fucking love this yeah
0: so there's that's the first one we got hanks writer the next one is the Gretsch tom hanks signature snare drum released in 2007 featuring a 14 by six and a half inch steel shell plated and black nickel stout 2.3 millimeter triple flanged flanged hoops 10 lugs and an adjustable throw-off comes with remo heads <laughs>
1: I should mention for our listeners, throughout this movie, uh, Tom Hanks is drumming on everything he possibly can. Yeah,
0: he's he's drumming a lot. And then the last one I've got for you is, in conjunction with Barbiani, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson released in 2011 a signature edition of the company's flagship, Uzo. This Grecian liqueur features strong anise overtones, a hint of cardamom and cinnamon, and a deep base of effervescent fruitiness.
1: Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah, do you want me to quickly recap those again so yeah yeah please do we've got the hanks writer the typewriter app we've got the Gretsch tom hanks signature snare and we've got the uh branded tom hanks and rita wilson uzo i will now accept questions
1: this is such a (laughs) (laughs) tough um
0: you did mention that he's he's playing the drums a lot in this uh movie
1: oh constantly i and i have absolutely no idea if if tom hanks is a drummer at all sure because I can't remember if there are scenes where it shows Tom Hanks's full body as he drums out these beats, or if it's always just some hands.
0: So you're suspicious that they had a uh, stand-in... Yeah,
1: it's a <laughs> it's a drummer double.
0: A drummer double, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think Tom Hanks has been whiplashed. Yeah, the double so...
0: Radamakue, if you will. A joke for the drummers <laughs> so... and a real narrow casting there.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm throwing that one out. I don't. I don't think Tom Hanks knows how to drum. Okay. I don't think uh, J.K. Simmons has taught him to do that in a in an uh, in almost hateful way. <laughs> um, okay. So so I'm tossing that one out.
0: Gotcha. No more Gretsch snare. Gretsch snare is out. So you've you've still got the Hanks typewriter, and you have Ugh. the uh, branded uh, limited edition Uzo small batch.
1: See, this is where it's tough because I do know that Tom has a deep and abiding love for typewriters and that rita wilson and tom hanks have been granted greek citizenship yep. and that that rita wilson has has been instrumental in getting uh, at least the first uh, big fat greek wedding to film Yep, that's so, all accurate i i know they they love their greek culture and why would that not extend to ouzo yep i'm going
0: ouzo you're going ouzo ouzo is your final answer
1: Final answer. Tom loves getting drunk on that anus flavored uh, alcohol
0: <laughs> with a hint of cardamom and cinnamon. Well, Sam, I got bad news for you. It was Hank's writer.
1: Fuck me. <laughs> Hank's writer. You've got to be kidding me. No,
0: there is a an actual. I looked today. You can go get it if you're on iOS. There is a branded typewriter experience. Holy to uh, (laughs) integrate with your keyboard. With legit, I think there's three different custom typewriter settings designed by the man himself.
1: That man loves his fucking typewriter. Loves
0: the typewriter. Oh my God. Yeah, I would love to hear from folks if you get it, how the experience is, because as far as I can tell, it just makes the noises of uh, a (laughs) typewriter, and is otherwise just a keyboard.
1: I, well... I do hope now that Tom listens to this, uh, because maybe then he'll also jump on the bandwagon of, uh, you know, George Clooney and uh, Brian Cranston mm. of having his own sort of brand of alcohol, and they will make that Uzo.
0: Yeah, that would be lovely, especially with the exact tasting notes that I provided, because I've never had Uzo, and I really—I yeah, don't
1: know what it's supposed to taste like. Yeah,
0: I took a stab in the dark there. I hope it. I hope it's good. Yeah, I'll. I'll give him the recipe if he wants it.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, I I think he would enjoy that.
0: Yeah, uh, give me two seconds actually because I am curious uh, what Hanks Raider will cost you. So I'm gonna look that up really quick. Oh, please do. It's free. Um, it appears. It looks like you can have the uh, Hanks Raider experience for free today.
1: What a generous fellow. Yeah, he's just that Tom uh, Hanks. Yeah. What a what a what a good guy.
0: Yeah. If, so, if you're looking for as described the uh, the report of shook shook and clock clock. Is made it uh, with the luxuries of uh, the delete key, yeah. Ooh. Get your shook shook and clock clock today, folks. Hank's writer.
1: <laughs> uh, this podcast brought to you by Hank. <laughs> we give back.
0: We give back where we can.
1: So, um, so so Luke, I, you know, uh, this has been a great film, and I I think we've really said everything that we needed to say about it. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking ahead to next week mm. where we're watching every time we say goodbye nice another 1986 film and i'm just curious what do you think that one's all about
0: man if you had asked me last week i would have pitched a totally different movie but this time we're seeing dramatic roles we're seeing emotional range and depth i feel like we're really turning turning a corner what was the name of the the movie one more time
1: every time we (laughs) say goodbye Um, I
0: think this is actually going to be a co branded experience with Sting from The Police. Oh. I think he's starting to explore solo ventures, so this is going to be a fully scored uh, musical endeavor where we see Tom really bellow out the hits uh, or variations of the hits with Sting. Sting, of course, will be acting in a large portion of this as a trade off for doing the music uh, at a deep discount for uh, Metro Goldwyn Meyer. Yeah, I I don't think the plot really comes into it. I'm trying to think of uh, something to pitch to you here, but honestly, I feel like we get those elements into a soup and we'll have a big line at the buffet.
1: I I think it's brilliant and a, and a guaranteed money maker.
0: Yeah, I think we're gonna really blow out the box office with that. Do you do you have anything that you're expecting from this movie?
1: I'm thinking it's a it's a time traveling piece. Oh, where where Tom has been granted access to a time machine, a la Bill and Ted, and uh, he he keeps going through he he also is ageless i should i should add that <laughs> okay he's he, he's a he's a vampire with a time machine and he uh travels back in time and lives whole lifetimes uh with different loves and and each time <laughs> he he must say goodbye to them as as they die in his ar- arms lovingly and and it's it's just about this chronicle of 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 love and loss Uh, throughout the ages is this man does not age uh, again because he's a vampire with a time machine
0: yeah i I hate to tell you but you've basically remade cloud atlas if you uh meant to do that
1: (laughs) seriously
0: (laughs) yeah that's essentially the plot of cloud atlas a movie we'll get to hopefully before we're dead
1: (laughs) <laughs> holy shit that movie sounds fucking terrible yeah
0: well we'll get to that one it will have its stay but yeah i dig this you're thinking of this is the prequel to uh or the first stab not even a prequel the first attempt at yeah. a cloud atlas
1: yeah cloud atlas uh 0.01 sure
0: well we'll find out next week uh which one of us is right as always
1: yes and and luke do you do you have a favorite quote from this film before we uh, before we leave our listeners today? Yeah,
0: I do. Um, so my favorite quote from this movie was uh, as he's moving into his new office, he he does yell, "I can see traffic accidents from here."
1: A <laughs> uh, uh, a great observation from a from from a wonderful man. Yeah,
0: it was real good. This was a good one, man. I enjoyed it.
1: It was. It was. Uh, this is maybe the first one I would say. Give it a watch.
0: Yeah. It is available to rent. You don't need to get stars as well.
1: Correct. So with that, uh, thanks, folks, for, for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. We'll be back next week with uh, 1986s Every Time We Say Goodbye. And until then, you know, if you get a minute, uh, take an hour and 18 minutes to watch Yes, God, Yes, a movie <laughs> starring <laughs> Natalia Damn <tire>. it, Sam. <laughs> it's Timothy Simmons. It's a real trick.
0: Oh, if you plug this movie one more goddamn time on our podcast. <laughs> Damn it. Ugh.
1: Oh, thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll catch you next time.
0: Do you...
1: Uh, oh, I'm, I'm so very sorry. Would you
0: like my quote from the movie?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm sorry <laughs> to, to have stepped on your toes in such a way.
0: It's okay. So my, my favorite quote from this movie was, I learned that from Lady Bertrand Russell. Among other things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, fuck this movie. <laughs> and uh, and and I'll I'll resume. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Hanksy Panksy. And uh, we'll see you next week when we're hurting ourselves with the money pit.
0: Uh, for time and also for, yeah, obviously, just just blank check, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, fuck yeah, man. Uh, th- thank you so much, dude. Yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Keith. And thanks to Tom Hank... Uh, uh, Keith, come on, get out of here and and now for our um our second contestant and his name is uh Ed Ed why don't why don't you come on up welcome ed hi i'm uh I'm Ed with Ed's vibrator repair. <laughs> how many times have you been uh drilling away on your nasty parts with a vibrator only for it to ding out on you? Oh no, how am I gonna finish the job that I definitely <laughs> need finished? Well, it's time to call Ed's vibrator repair. I'll, I'll make house calls. I'll come over to your house and it doesn't matter where that vibrator is in your body. I'll fix it right <laughs> then and there. You need it. You got finished. I want you to get your rocks off as fast as you can. So next time you're playing around and doing the devil's work and it, and it craps out on you, those vibrators, you know, sometimes they ain't made right. I give old call for Ed's vibrator repair.
0: I appreciate this, Ed. This is a compelling argument. I am curious, Sam, to hear our last competitor before I kinda of make a decision between the two. Okay. And hey that's Keith. Fair. Hey Keith. Yeah? Seriously, dude, blank check. Tom's gonna fucking heat this is this is a huge scratch for an itch, okay, bud?
1: Hell, hell yeah. Uh I, I can't wait to sort of scale up my business. Yeah, why? Keith, no one no one cares, Keith.
0: <laughs> okay. So let's let's hear that last uh competitor there, Sam.
1: Our our third contestant today is Vasily. Uh, uh Vasily, why, why don't you uh come up here? Hello, Vasily. Hello, hello, uh, Mister Hinks, uh, financial advisor. I I am Vasily and I am here to sell you on the Yugo, the Yugoslavian <laughs> car, best in turbo Croatian technology, and also most tippable car you've ever seen. It will tip at slight breeze or strong man tipping it from back to front. But let me tell you about the incredible technological marvels come up with by Yugoslavian engineers. It has brakes. It has <laughs> windshield. It has three working tires. This is excellent Yugoslavian vehicle, let me tell you. It is excellent car. It has no fuel efficiency at all. You must refuel <laughs> every time you drive but it runs technically
0: <laughs> that's that's what we look for um yeah what was your name one more time Vasily. Vasily, thank you for for coming in hey can i get uh both these guys up here real quick sam
1: uh yeah uh ed why don't you come back up and uh vasili you just stay there and please don't touch anything
0: <laughs> so ed uh how much you
1: looking for here bud uh well uh to to scale up and, and hire more vibrator repair folk uh i'm gonna need maybe uh six hundred thousand dollars <laughs> Whoa, ed how much work are you getting bud uh well i will I live in a, a city of depravity so quite a bit
0: yeah this movie does refer to la as a modern day gomorrah so i i hear you ed hey vasili y- yes uh, you know, I appreciate your pitch here, and as much as Tom does like a, a typewriter, clearly likes retro tech, I'm afraid the Yugo is not one of his proclivities, so I am going to have to ask you to uh, to leave the
1: building. Well, that is very disappointing to Vasily. I will <laughs> have to eat more potato water for all my meals, but I understand.
0: Yeah, you know, Vasily, maybe you should uh, hook up with, with Keith over there, because again... He's just really rocking a blank check here, Ed. I can't give you six hundred and fifty grand or whatever it was you asked for. I can give you about fifty grand. Does that do?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, that'll that'll get me maybe one more repair person.
0: Yeah, let's get those magic but, wands working. I, I I think that will appeal to uh, at least somebody in in Tom Hanks's world.
1: Oh hell yeah! All right. Well, th- thank you so much.
0: Yeah. Anytime, folks. Thanks for coming in, y'all. This was this was good. Love spending
1: Tom's money. And and don't we all? Thank you everyone for, for tuning in to another wonderful episode of Shark Hanks. So uh so Luke, next week we're watching a, another film, aren't we? Yeah,
0: I think it's uh a real one this time, isn't it? Yeah. Could
1: you almost call this a big one?
0: I think it's a big one. Yeah.
1: Yes. As you may have gotten from our very challenging hints, next week is 1988's Big.
0: Yeah, which is challenging for doing a prediction because we both know what Big is. Have you seen Big before, Sam?
1: Uh, Luke, actually I don't know what Big is and I've never seen it. Oh, okay. Well, thus begins the
0: new part of the series where I have seen the Tom Hanks movie (laughs) and Sam inexplicably has not. So Sam, do you want to break off a chunk of what you're expecting from Big?
1: Yeah, so I'll tell you what I legitimately think Big is. <laughs> yes, please, sir. Um, no no jokes here. I think Big is a movie where uh, Tom Hanks has Benjamin Button's disease <laughs> and goes to a toy store. Or, or he's a man with like a child's mind. I, I don't actually know, <laughs> but, but I, I think he's like an adult child who goes to a toy store. Okay, well,
0: you've shaded in some of the details. We'll get the rest of the coloring book next week, but that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, well, before we leave, Luke, do you have a final quote for me? I do. This was said by the Virgin Connie Swain right outside of the Hollywood sign in a car, and the line is, look at the stars. There's dozens of them.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Please give it a watch, <laughs> understanding that it it's not great to women. Yeah, But that'll do it for another episode of uh, Hanksy Panksy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week with Big.